I lived my life as an agnostic, not really sure if there was a God or who he really was, but something I encountered changed everything. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about whether it's better to be an agnostic with few rules or to be dedicated to a religion like Christianity. So many choose agnosticism because it is a belief in a God or gods, but they're unknown or maybe cannot be known. But can this God be known? In our last show, we had Xavier Del Rio talk about his life as an agnostic. He shared with us how he grew up in a very conservative family, but then became an agnostic and lived a life of believing in God, but not ever really knowing who God was. He ended up doing these schemes with people in order to rob people, acting like he was someone's friend, but really being in the robbery, giving inside information to his friends to help them rob people, basically being like the watchdog. He told us how he was in love with the adrenaline and setting up these schemes and how to rob people until one day anxiety started to creep into his life. He got into marijuana use and other drugs and his life started spiraling downwards until something happened. Xavier, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me on. Xavier, it's really good to have you back. And honestly, you're truly exposing the danger of how someone can act like your friend and then totally rob you at the same time. Now, we last finished talking about, you know, your super conservative background. Do you think you rebelled from that when you became an agnostic? Like, do you feel bad for the things that you did? Were they seen as bad for you when you're kind of living that double life you were describing in the last show? Honestly, when I was living that lifestyle, inherently, you know, in your bones, ah, it's probably not the right thing to do, but you get over that quickly. Wow. Once things go down, once things happen, it goes out the window and they're just worrying about the police. You're worried about not getting caught. You're worried about who's looking at you, who's not looking at you. Wow. You're worried about somebody inside the crew telling or snitching, you know, as they would say. And so that's what you feel bad about. You feel bad about, you know, you don't want to get caught. You're not really caring about the person that you're harming. So you're left struggling here, I understand, with anxiety and depression at a time in your life as you're doing these schemes, you're into drugs, marijuana. What happens next? How did this lifestyle lead you to anxiety and depression? Yeah, so just the marijuana use, actually, one of the last times that I used it, it sparked a real bad panic attack in my life. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just... What happened? I smoked this one time. Don't know what's in it. I didn't roll it up. Usually when you roll it up, you know what's in it. I don't know what was in it this time. Mm. So at that time, I smoked it and I started having panic attacks. My heart started racing. My mind started playing tricks on me. I fell into real deep anxiety and depression. I felt like my heart was going to come out of my chest. Felt like I was going to lose my mind. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a good amount of time where I couldn't open up to anybody and let them know what was happening to me. I'd walk around pretending to be okay, but I really, really was not okay at all. I think a lot of people can really relate to that, where deep inside you are not okay. Now, describe that a little bit more, because I understand you went into even more anxiety and depression, like you had to get on meds for that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd lay down. And I would feel like I slept three hours and it was just 10 minutes had gone by. 
everything was just way off. Wow. And I would walk down the street. I thought I'd see things bigger than they were, things smaller than they were. I mean, I was just like on a bad trip, really necessarily a trip. Oh my gosh. I had come down off the, you know, the high, but it was just this anxiety that was playing tricks on me and making me panic and worry about every single thing. And so it was a really, really, really tough time, really tough time dealing with it. What happens next? I understand that you unexpectedly had an encounter that changed your life and you encountered the God who you wondered about, but you never knew what happened. Yeah. And so after the old anxiety and panic attack, I actually had to go see a psychiatrist and get medicated for it. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I see like a lot of the passions and desire to do music had kind of died down. Mm. The music producer that I was really good friends with, he ended up going away to jail. And so maybe that's part of why <laughs> that part of my life stopped. But oh, wow. the hanging out, the drinking, I was just tired of doing it the night in, night out. And I had a phone call from a friend of mine on a Saturday night. And uh, he gives me a call. He says, hey, do you want to go out? Oh. And something inside of me on just told me, no, nah, just, just stay home. And so I tell him, I said, you know what? I'm going to stay home this time. I'm not going to hang out. Mm. And I start flipping through the channels on TV. I hang up the phone. I put the TV on. I'm flipping through the channels. And as, <laughs> as I'm flipping through the channels, the TV falls on Christian television. Oh. Now, it's amazing to me what God will use to get your attention because the man speaking on Christian television was talking about the Hebraic roots of the faith. And so I'm sitting there saying, what does this guy know about any Hebrew roots of the faith? I know about that. That's what I was raised on. You know, that's what I grew up on. What's he talking about? Wow. But he was presenting it in a way where it wasn't doing these customs to earn salvation or to be saved. He was actually speaking about them on the way of pointing to Jesus. And in part of his explanation, he started talking about the prayer shawl. Huh. That's how people would go into a secret place with God at that time. What I remember from him speaking was saying, you know, if you really want to encounter God, just get alone with him in the secret place, go in your room, and you can shut the door and count and ask God if he's real or not. And so now, now I'm questioning. Now I have questions. Now I'm like, is this true? Is this not true? Or what? And so, now mind you, I'm tired of living how I'm living. Before I go to bed, I go to my room, and I take a towel, and I put it over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I bow my head, I put the towel over my head, and I said, God, if you're real, and I humbled myself. I think that's part of it. I humbled my heart, and I said, God, if you're really real, like, let me feel something. Let me see something. I don't know. And to my surprise on, it's almost like a lightning bolt shot out the ceiling and hit my head from the top of my head to the soles of my feet wow. three times over. And at that point, I wept. At that point, I said, wow, God is real. But also at the same time, I started saying to myself, maybe it's just a figment of my imagination. Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't really real at all. So that was the beginning of my encounter. Wow. So how did this lead to a relationship with Jesus, and how did that affect your life? Well, the encounter didn't stop there. The encounter continued the following morning when I woke up. And just as I'm awake now, I'm awake with you. I started getting these thoughts, these flaming darts just coming to my mind of filth and just bad thoughts, evil uh -huh. thoughts of pornography and alcohol and drinking. And I'm like, God, what is it? Listen to me now. I was an agnostic, but now I'm asking God, like, God, what's going on? Right. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, as I'm looking, it's almost as if the air splits open in front of me and this orb of light comes out of thin air. As it's coming into thin air, it starts moving over to my left-hand side. And when I start seeing it take shape of a head, of its neck, of its shoulders, I completely turn the other way and I start crying. And now I realize that this is the God that I'm talking to. This is who I've been thinking about. Is he really real or not? And he's answered me. Wow. After that, I wake up quickly. I run into the kitchen. I see my mother. My mother's in the kitchen. She sees my face and she says, what's wrong with you? I explained to her what happened. She goes, well, why don't you pray about it? I think God's calling you. 
first thing I didn't really know how to pray about it. Mm. So I go to the living room and I sit down and when I put the TV on, it's Christian television again. <laughs> and the man on the television says, if you're afraid of what God is trying to do or say to you right now, don't be. And that's when I took it as a confirmation for me. <laughs> wow. So you knew at this point that this Jesus Christ was real and you had accepted him into your life. Tell me, fast forwarding here till now, how does faith in Christ help you to overcome anxiety from your lifestyle of your past? How did that work? Well, the anxiety, honestly, a lot of the things that I was into kind of just fell off after this encounter with Christ. Wow. Yeah. Just from one day to the next. I still struggled with alcohol for a bit after that. I struggled with cigarettes for a really long while after that, maybe a good year after that. And I would pray at night. I'd say, God, I don't want these desires anymore. I don't want it anymore. And suddenly I woke up one morning and the desire was completely gone. Mm-hmm. He answered my prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Like he did it for you. He overcame it somehow through you and in you. Xavier, that's really fascinating. What would you say to another agnostic person who is perplexed that you're now a Christian? I would say this. The word says, you know, that God resists the proud and that he gives grace to the humble. And I think that's what was my issue at that time. Mm. The of the time was I was proud and just, uh, you know, not wanting to hear anything about God, not really sure, not knowing but God had ended up taking away his desires out of my heart and took me to a place where it's like, all right, God, if you're really real, I really humbled myself and I really asked, not in a mocking way. I was really just down and out and just really wanted to know. And I would say to that person, if you're going through the struggling with not knowing God or wondering if God can be known, mm-hmm. he's a God who can be known. He's a God who makes himself known and he wants to be known by you. And so I would say, just humble yourself and in secret, ask him, wow. ask him to reveal himself to you, ask him to show himself to you. And I guarantee he will answer you. Savior, that's awesome, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Truly, you've helped us to understand more about the powerful nature of Jesus Christ and how he has the power to change people's lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Juan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back to go deeper right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What do you think about this? Xavier is explaining to us that though he didn't believe in the ability of knowing God before, now he says he knows God. How can you know God? How can you know someone you can't see? Or for most of us, can't hear? If you ask me, hey on, do you know God? I can clearly tell you the truth. The answer is yes, I know him. But how, you might ask, how do people know that they know God? Knowing someone first comes from the ability to access them. Well, who has access to God? I mean, even the President of the United States, you don't have access to. Even if you believe in Him, you can say, 
Well, am I going to meet with him? Probably not unless you're someone really important or unless you're his children. It's written in John 1, 12 through 13. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. According to this holy scripture, there is a special provision for those who believe in Jesus Christ, God's Son. That provision is, we get placed into a position of being a child of God, which gives us direct access to knowing Him. Brethren, you can know God. You can truly know Him from the inside out and have access to Him and spend time with Him. So, Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, wow, I don't know if I know God. I want to know Him. So, Lord, we take this moment to say, Jesus, we believe in you. We receive you as the scripture says. And Lord, we pray that you would empower us to be children of God so that we can know you, Father. We can have access to you. We give our lives to you. We repent of our sins, Lord. We turn to you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.